Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or online at krcl.org. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Market Source Real Estate, Five Wives Vodka, and HostGator. We're going to be telling you more about them throughout this episode. Let's welcome everybody out today to episode 377 of I Am Salt Lake podcast. I know there might be one or two of you that this is your first time listening to the show. Thank you so much for checking us out. You might be asking yourself, what is this podcast all about? What am I about to listen to? Well, this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people right here in Salt Lake City. We talk to musicians, authors, business owners, restaurant owners, distilleries. I think you guys get the idea. We're chatting with anyone that might have a cool story to share. So welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Hollifield, and I am here with my awesome co-host, Chrissy. You got a smile on your face today. I do, because I get to talk to you, and I get to talk to everyone else and share our conversation with you. Today on the podcast, we get to sit down and have an awesome conversation with Travis Brady. For those of you who don't know who Travis is, he's a life transformation coach, a coach of coaches, a speaker, a podcaster, and we're going to be diving into his story here shortly. We're recording today right in beautiful downtown Salt Lake City, right in our podcast studio. It's located right in the back of Empire Merchandise. Empire Merchandise is located at 680 South State Street. And not only does Empire have an amazing selection of vape juice and vape accessories, but this is where you can come and pick up your own I Am Salt Lake podcast t-shirt. Stop on in, check out Empire merchandise, and pick up a t-shirt while you're here. And if you want to stay on top of what's going on in the world of I Am Salt Lake, we want to invite you to go sign up for our email list. It's an easy way to stay up to date. You can just head over to IamSaltLake.com forward slash email, and that will forward you right to our email sign up. Hey, before we get into this conversation with Travis Brady, I want to take a moment and tell you about one of our awesome sponsors, Five Wives Vodka. Not only are they delicious, but they are local as well. So the next time you head on over to the state liquor store, pick up a bottle, pick up a bottle for a friend, or the next time you head on over to your neighborhood bar, ask for Five Wives Vodka by name, because... Every time you take a shot of Five Wives Vodka, you are supporting I Am Salt Lake Podcast. There's actually three different flavors that Chrissy and I are going to tell you about. They have the original. This is one of my favorites. This one is made from Utah Mountain Spring Water. It's 100% distilled corn spirit, and it's gluten-free. The spring is hidden in beautiful Ogden Canyon. It's inaccessible by vehicle, so they're having to hike this water out five gallons at a time. And for those of you who like a little more spice in your drink, you have to check out Five Wives Sinful. Sinful is a delicious cinnamon-flavored vodka. It's unlike other cinnamon products that leave that cinnamon candy taste in your mouth. Sinful is like a morning cinnamon roll, and it only has 76 calories per ounce. There's also the Five Wives Heavenly. This is a flavored vodka, but this one has a delicious vanilla taste. Heavenly's rich, buttery vanilla flavor comes through without coating your taste buds with sugar, which results in more vanilla and less calories. Their website, fivewivesvodka.com. Feel free to check it out, learn more about them. But like I said, head on over to the state liquor store, pick up a bottle, because every time you take a shot of Five Wives Vodka, you're supporting the podcast. So with all that being said, let's jump into that conversation that we had with Travis Brady when he came and sat down with us to share his story. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. What did your childhood smell like? It was very normal. There was never any like, I've met clients that have grown up with like their parents were drugs, their dad was in and out. And I always thought like, wow, that's so incredible. Like you're even a normal person to go through that. But no, I had two uh, amazing parents and a brother. Um, I grew up in Best Valley City. You know, oh, West Valley, yeah, West, West Valley. That's I like the that. first time I've ever heard that. Have you never heard that? <laughs> no. no, they that That's was awesome. they were marketing that years ago. They were trying to give it a West Valley a facelift, you know. Oh, that's so it cute. Best. Yeah, I know, right? 
So I grew up in West Valley City, super small house. I wouldn't say we were like on food stamps, but my parents really had to work in order to, uh, in order for us to do stuff. And so we grew up playing sports and, uh, my dad coached us in baseball. And I think that's really what sparked what I am today and why I coach coaches and, and everything and why I do what I do. And so it all began when I first, uh, yeah, just when I was first, when I was younger. So have you always been like a coach of coaches or did you start kind of on a smaller level yeah, before you, know, you got bigger? Yeah, right? I, just like any kid. I mean, what'd you want to be when you were little? Like a policeman. Oh, a policeman. Yeah. I was, uh, and that's, that's a common one too. I wanted to be a baseball player. I wanted to be Deion Sanders. I was like, yeah, I'll play baseball and then I'll play football, I'll do both. Hey, And, uh, you know, what not? better way just make, uh, play sports for a living. And as I got into high school, Um, I got into weight training and I was the skinny kid, you know, growing up, I was the only kid on the all-star team not to hit a home run. My friends always made fun of me for being skinny. They're like, dude, your mom's has more meat on her bones than you do. And she doesn't have any meat, you know, like I got made fun of for being skinny. And so I got into weight training and it just helped my confidence. It helped who I was. And, um, so I got into the weight training and I started to, get more attention, not from women, but from guys, you know? And so it was not, not the attention I was looking for, but it it gave me confidence. And when I got in high school, I enjoyed that so much that I actually wanted to go into the personal training route rather than the sports training route. So you were coaching people at like lifting weights. Yeah, I was a personal trainer. So I, so right after high school, I was coaching as a coach for the West Jordan high school, but then also I went into college and then I started as a personal trainer. So at what point Were you like, okay, I want to start, I want to take this up a notch and I want to start coaching coaches. I I kind of fell into that and I've all, I struggled as a trainer for a lot of years, more than you should have to, (laughs) more than anyone should have to struggle. And so I remember one day I was working with my coach and they're like, yeah, you got to find like your message. You got to find like like the person you can help the most. And I always racked my brain, like, who's that person? You know, who's your ideal client is what they say it in the coaching world. You got to find your ideal client. You can't speak to the masses because when you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. And I didn't get that concept at first. I go, well, yeah, I want to help everyone. You know, if, if I niche down, I'm going to lose all those people that I can help. And one day, um, I can't remember if I was with my coach or if it was by myself. It's just like, who's my ideal client? And I said, me, who am I? Who I'm, I'm a coach. This huge epiphany. Like I can help people like me who are trying to make it in the coaching tr- industry and in the personal training industry that are struggling. I know the darkness. I know what it takes to have no money in your bank account, but want to help people. I know it's like to want to do an event, but to not know how to do event, to want to step on stages, to want to be on the news, to want to be in front of Chris on I am podcast, but not know how to do it, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, uh, that's what began the journey. And I think before that was building up to it, I just had a lot of people coming to me and asking me, it seems like every time I turn on Facebook, somebody else is a life coach. I know. Right. Like, I know. And, it, and, and I'm a, I'm a big believer. Like, I think, yeah. I think it's a great thing, right? Like mm-hmm. life coach mentors, like all that stuff. Like, I love it. I love the idea of it. I love people help getting help. Mm-hmm. It's it really seems, important to be able to share the knowledge, but it seems like yeah. there's so much like, how do you, how do you weed through all the fake stuff? Yeah. You know what? And I will tell you the people that are trying to step into this industry, they feel fake. They feel fake. Oh yeah. They feel, but how can I tell that they're fake or my tell listeners tell they're fake? That's a good question. How can you tell, you know, who's fake and who's real? I think naturally the ones that, that don't rise to the top, they'll eventually fade out. Because they can't do it for so long being fake, I guess you should would say. Coaching is like, it's such a personal thing. You're, in a sense, selling a part of you. You're promoting a part of you. It's such a personal thing. It's not like a product or a car. Like, it's a piece of you and it's... And it takes such an incredible mindset. You know, one of my coaches said, you know, most coaches don't realize that they need coaching themselves. And I never understood that principle, but it's true. Everybody every can every next coach, yeah. level of your business as a coach requires you to upgrade who you are as a person. And so the people that aren't practicing what they preach, and one of the biggest things that they don't practice what they preach is they don't hire other coaches. 
I so, gotcha, yeah. so in the back of their mind, they're like, yeah, I am a fraud. I'm telling people to hire me and I haven't even hired people like me. You know so what look I mean? for people so who it's, are, it's, are obviously constantly improving themselves and constantly learning and, and doing. Yeah. And doing I think things. you'll find, yeah. And I think you'll find everyone resonates with someone different. Some people hate my guts I'm know, sure, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I, and I honor wherever they happen to be and other people are, are fans because they resonate with what I'm saying and what I've been through. And I think that's the, I think same thing can go for Chris. Some people are huge Chris fans and some, some just like, are. you don't know why they just don't like you. Oh, trust me. I've heard plenty of people yeah. say, oh, that and Chris it, guy's an asshole. Yeah. You know? It's just the coach It's I call it the coach's journey. You accept yourself. And I, in the past, I used to go through this. No, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to get you to like me, you know, cause I wanted to be liked. I didn't want other people to not like me and I didn't want other people to feel bad. So I would lose myself trying to get other people to like me. And really deep down, I didn't like myself. And so I think it's accepting yourself and realizing, yeah, not everyone's going to like me. And I'm, I'm okay with that. How do people like find you? Like, I mean, I mean, obviously listeners can find you on Facebook and stuff like that, but typically how do actually most me, people find me? Uh, it, that's how most people find you. Yeah. Fa- through, Facebook, like, social word media. Of mouth, I do a lot of events and speaking and stuff. So people what? find me through that. My mouth is all full of marbles all of a sudden, but you need some five wise vodka. I do need some five wise vodka. My question is though, like say even myself, right? Like say I'm on the quest to find a coach. Sure. It's not like there's a website. Like, How do people find coaches? Like, how do you, what's the best way to find a coach that you're going to work well with? Or, you know, obviously come to you, but at the same time, it's just reaching out to someone that, you know, as a coach and say, Hey, this is the type of coach I'm looking for to achieve X, Y, and Z. Who do you think's the best fit for it? You know, most people step in and they go, "I, I don't know what I want. Yeah, And whenever someone steps into and they don't know what they want, they're going to be pushed in the, a direction that they don't know what they want. Well, the reason I asked yeah. that before starting this podcast, mm-hmm. even, I mean, I, I've been through a divorce. I've been through sure. some rough times in life that I didn't know that there were people like you out there. Oh, I would have done anything to yeah. find somebody like you. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you get connected to the right people? I guess it just kind of happens. I mean, I know that's kind of a, a very hard question to answer. I and apologize for throwing that no, out. No, no, it's, it's a good question. And, and cause and I'm sure there's people no, listening that are having a hard time yeah, in life and, and that could is, really use you. This is good. You know, I, I tell coaches this 97% of your clients aren't looking for you. Okay. There's only a 3% of people that are actually looking like I need a coach. Like when I look across all my clients, it's not like they woke up when they go, I need a coach. <laughs> you know, it's something that they come across and be like, wow, that really resonates with me. Their Travis's experiences are very similar to mine in building my business. Maybe he can help me take my business to the next level. That's usually how it transpires. But I would say just like when I was building my house, I was saying, Hey, I need this person. I need a landscaper. I just throw it out and just the people around me will push me in the direction. And then it's my, it's, it's my responsibility to find out, you know, which one's going to be the best fit for me. Is that, does that answer your question? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's, it's a tough thing too. And I've struggled with this as well, where it's almost like even back, okay, I'll use Facebook as an example, right? Uh-huh. Like I'm connected to a lot of awesome people on Facebook. And a lot of times I don't even know what they do because they're afraid to talk about themselves on Facebook. I know. And it's like, how do you expect people to want to work with you if they don't know what you offer? And I don't know. One thing I notice about you is you, Hey, this is, this is what you, you know, you lay it out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. Cause then I know, Hey, I, from when I come to Travis Brady, this is what I'm going to get with working with. Yeah. You. And th- and that's why I do what I do is most coaches and trainers and influencers, they don't know how to do that. And usually there's a mind block behind the action that holds them back from doing it. And so saying what you're saying earlier is most coaches are afraid to put themselves out there. Because it, it is a personal and private thing. I mean, it's kind of like someone coming in and saying, you know, I hate your podcast. You know, it's like we were talking about this earlier. That's your baby, man. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And if you put Don't yourself talk out bad there. about my baby. Exactly. <laughs> it's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's ugly, it's still a baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's so hard for you to like put yourself out there when you're actually investing yourself into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's hard because when someone comes at you negatively, it means more. It hurts more. Yeah. You know, so I and, think a lot of people are afraid to self-promote. Yeah, totally. They they totally are. And and I totally, I totally get it. And that's where the coaching comes in is like, you don't realize that 
being a coach is a extra let like we understand oh you can't let people knock you down like we all understand that basic concept but there's always deeper minds i call it getting to the root of the issue and most people play at the surface and the reason why most people play at the surface is gets just how we're hardwired five percent of our actions are at a conscious level 95 percent of our actions are at an unconscious level and unconscious means you're not aware so the zombie apocalypse is already among us, especially with our cell phones and technology. We're just walking around completely unconscious and unaware. And so when we come across these problems in our life, we go, oh, I just need to work harder. Oh, I just need to work smarter. That's such – to tell someone to just work harder, work smarter, that is so unfair and so like – it is just so wrong on many levels. There's such a deep root to – the issues that are going on and we're not getting to it. And I call, and what I, my main message to coaches and trainers is let's be next generation. Let's be better. Let's be unique. Let's be willing to go down and find the ultimate truth of the root of what's going on. And I think that's why people are drawn to what I do in coaches is because they know that I have a formula to help them create their formula that is super deep, deep. And the deeper we find into that, and it requires going down into the darkness. But when you can go down into the d- darkness and create light, that is so incredibly powerful and so joyful and blissful and peaceful for so many people when you can dive down to the root of the problem and find light within that problem. Gosh, I got to hire this Man, guy. that was a, <laughs> well, yeah, Okay, that was, so that well, speaking yeah. of that, so I mean, listeners, obviously you're coach coaches, but you uh-huh. would just coach regular people too. I yeah, mean, you know, yeah, it doesn't I would matter. Say, I would say 25, 30% of the clients I work with are just people wanting to create a transformation. They want better connection with their wife and their family. You know, they're struggling with their confidence. They're struggling in attracting women. So, you know, helping that and people say, the, the main thing is like, well, I'm different. I'm unique, man. We're human beings. We all go through the same problems, the same issues. Here's the problem is you think your problem is different. And I don't blame people for thinking that because we're all the same. I, I used yeah. to think the same thing. No one can solve my problems. I'm. And so when I thought that I'm different, I'm unique. I essentially put myself out here on this Island mm-hmm. away from everyone else. Like we're all isolating ourselves yeah. from each other when we don't need to totally. And yeah. we totally do that. And I, I've even caught myself recently doing that. No one understands me. No, it's everyone's been through the journey Mm -hmm. and there's people that have been there, done that, accomplished that. So it's like, what do I need to do to find that person to help me get over that level that I, cause the same mind that created the problem can't solve the problem. Transformation is something that I can't give to you, but you can't get on your own. So what does that really mean? It takes a team effort. And so now I understand that principle so clearly and I know the next level of my life always requires me to hire another mentor and coach. And I've been there to the place where I went and got my degree. Did you go to school? A, a little bit. I actually never finished up college. Or well, anything. that's good. Yeah. I made yeah. the mistake. <laughs> I got my college degree and I thought, oh, I got a degree. You know, I have more initials past my last name than my actual, you know, entire name, yeah. you know, of all these cert- certifications. And I, what, what did you go to school for? Uh, exercise science. Okay. Yeah. There's a man, there's a, I've yeah. Never heard I mean, it sounds that. sexy and cool, but it's dude, it's stupid, man. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it sounds it, sexy it, and cool. I know it's, it's it kind of beneficial cool, though. Right. I mean, you probably know how to help no, people recover from things. No, or what? man, it was no? stupid. I bet you can go get a sweet job at 24 hour fitness or something. <laughs> no, right. I mean, you're set for life going there and be a trainer, right? <laughs> That's what I first did is I went and got a job at, you know, not to knock on those guys. No, but some, I'm, I'm, it's all good. Bozo, fun. Some bozo gym and you know, people that really weren't taking it serious. I was taking it serious, but yeah, you know, it, where I grew the most was, uh, it, accepting that I didn't know it all. Sure. And that well, was, you probably uh, still accept that you don't know it. Yeah. All. And I think that's what keeps people stuck is they can't accept it. They can't accept that they don't have all the answers. They can't accept that right now they don't know how to do things. And we get stuck in that ego that guys are so good at, right? Like you don't want to ask for help. You don't want to admit that you're If I hire a coach, it means I'm weak. Yeah. Do people tell you that? I've thought that and I've heard other people say that and it's just – and and again, I accept their journey. I accept them because I accept me. Sure. You know, and I've really come to this place – in a deeper, deeper level of just really just all comes down to acceptance, accepting who we are, accepting how others are. 
And when I, what I see in Chris is not what really I see in Chris is what I see in Chris is actually what I see in me or what I want to be. And people look at each other and say, they're an asshole. They're a jerk. They're this and that. That's not what you see in them. That's what you see in you. You are a reflection. You are a reflection of what, of what other people are. Yeah. Projection is huge. Wow. And so going back to the original question, how do you get over the people that talk shit? You just, you just you, get over you, it. You just go, yeah, you just get over it. You just go, you just go, that's not what you see in me. That's what you see in you. You know, it's funny you say that. Cause I'm like, wow, there is, I, I see that now when, when, but then when here's I'm dealing what, then with- here's what we do. So you're an asshole, Travis. Now we go, no, I'm not an asshole. And let me tell you all the reasons why I'm not an asshole. And it's like, I have already accepted me. You saw I'm an asshole, so theoretically you feel like an asshole and influences how does that person feel about themselves? And I think how we choose to think of influence is how do people feel about me? What am I doing that saying something? And that's not influence. Influence is how does Chrissy feel about herself? How does Chris feel about himself? And so when someone comes at me and I try to defend myself, I'm not influencing so I say, well, why do you feel that way? I'm helping that person feel better because the more I have to defend myself is the more I'm choosing not to accept myself, which is then taking down my mindset, my self-love. And then we go and we read a book and we go, I need to love myself more, which is totally a mindset. But the thing is the body is stronger than the mind. So everything you've just done behaviorally, which is try to defend yourself, literally just did the opposite of self-love. And we do these things and this goes back to my message, the body's stronger than the mind. So the mind starts to slowly drop as you continuously follow through these actions that tell you the opposite of, I don't love myself. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. That's yeah. interesting because Chris and I often have conversations about people online and it's like, why does every, you know, why did somebody jump on this post and say something so negative or so aggressive, or, you know, and we'll try, you know, and, and, and a lot of it is figure it out. Keyboard champs I mean, or yeah. keyboard warriors. And I've, whatever. I've been through it where I'm so self-loathing that all I can do is project that out so that I, it lifts a burden for some reason. If you're, if you don't really like yourself and you put negativity out there, it's almost like it lifts that burden for a short time in your own, in your own head. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back and then, and so it kind of feeds on itself. And, and I think most people deal with that though. Which it's it's really hard to really understand what self-love is and accept yourself. Let's take a quick break here, play a couple messages from our sponsors. And then uh, obviously when we come back, I got a lot more questions for you, Travis. So, so hang tight. We'll be right back. All right. It's that time of the podcast where we take just a couple minutes and tell you about a couple of our awesome sponsors. Now, remember, when you support our sponsors, you are supporting this podcast. Hey, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Market Source Real Estate. I know there are a lot of listeners, you guys are looking to move to Salt Lake City, and you don't even know where to start. Well, let me tell you about our friends Monique and Jeremy Higginson of Market Source Real Estate. For the past 17 years, they have been specializing in helping people buy and sell homes in Sugar House and the greater Salt Lake area. With a background of flipping houses and owning almost two dozen homes themselves, they really know all the ins and outs of older homes. And if you're looking to sell your home, Market Source Real Estate specializes in helping sellers update or repair their homes to increase their value and make sellers more money. If you're looking to buy an old home, they know what to look for in older homes so you don't end up buying a money pit. Their website, thinksaltlakecity.com, go visit it, go check it out, or just give them a call, 801-810-6773. And many thanks to Market Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. All right, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by HostGator. Every small business needs a website. We are interviewing a lot of small businesses on this podcast, and I find out that so many of them don't have a website. You need your own real estate on the internet, and HostGator is the place to go to host your website. We have been hosting IamSaltLake.com on HostGator for seven years, and they are truly an amazing company to work with. They have 24-7 customer service. They are easy to work with. They offer a free website builder with 4,500 templates for you to pick from. Go to HostGator.com. Use the promo code podcast. This is going to give you 30% off as well as supporting the podcast. Again, HostGator.com. Use the promo code podcast. And many thanks to HostGator for sponsoring this episode. 
Let's jump back into that conversation that we had with Travis Brady as he shares his story. Thanks for listening. I want to talk about your podcast because I've had the opportunity to listen to a handful of episodes. Oh, cool. Great podcast. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate uh, that. I'm going to let you tell, what is the name of it? I mean, just to let it's your listeners It's called the 100K Coaches Podcast. I want to find out a little bit of the history that I'm a huge podcast nerd, listen to a ton of it. So I'm nice. always curious, yeah, like too. people's podcast journeys. Uh-huh. First of all, for people that haven't listened to it, how would you describe it? So it's about two things. We focus on how do we create more transformation in the people we're working with, people in the world? How do we create a big impact so that way we can create a big income? And the bigger income we're creating, the bigger impact. So it's the give and receive. We need to have both. We need to have a lot of both of them. And so that's what the focus is. So I talk a lot about my journey, but also other people that add different avenues of helping personal trainers or life coaches or speakers, you know, level up to the six figure and beyond level. When did you, how long have you been doing the podcast? So I started, uh, I first started a podcast actually, was it four years ago called your evolution radio? And that was just about transformation. And then, um, as I told you, I had a lot of people coming to me about being a coach and personal training. And so then I changed it and flipped it into, to that. So you was doing podcasts before it was cool too. Yeah. I started this, this show started in the summer of 2012, dude, which, that's, that's dude. That was way before podcasting was even, which is crazy. Cause yeah. podcasting like started in 20 or 2004. So, I mean, it's been around for, really? for the, yeah, that was like, but it's like the, a very specific yeah, group of people that was who knew about the it. RSS yeah. feeds and the, all that tw- 2004, 2005. But again, I didn't even start hearing about it till 2010, 2011. And then I was like, what is this podcast? I've always liked talk radio. Yeah. I've always enjoyed that Me format. Too. And so I wanted to give it a shot. And I mean, have you noticed by doing a podcast, it's actually helped your coaching business a little bit? Like, yeah, absolutely. I haven't like most of my time has been more focused on the events and doing more of the in-person stuff. But having the podcast definitely help it. It builds fans. People can learn more about like, who is this guy? Like, do I, do I jive with this person? Right? Yeah. It's a great way for people to kind of research you and yeah. for you to establish yourself. Yeah. As, and I want you know, people to research expert. the shit out of me. Like yeah. I really do. I really want people to research the shit out of me. And for some people that might scare them, but for me, I feel confident. Like the more they're going to know about me, the more they're going to the more they're going to connect to me. And some people might get a different vert, like warrior Travis at first, where I'm just like punch you in your fucking face and let's go. And they don't really jive with that at first. But I think when most people look into like what I do and who I am and why I do, I think they, they connect to it. And people can subscribe to your podcast. Probably. However, they're listening yeah. to this show, iTunes and app yeah. or Spotify. I don't know. Yeah. How do most people subscribe to this one? Well, I would say most people, Apple podcast, iTunes, yeah. and then mm-hmm. and Spotify has opened up a lot of doors uh, for this. And I mean, we're in all the outlets, Pandora, yeah. not yet. Pandora has kind of opened Stitcher. up to a is it? small okay. amount of podcasters, but yeah. uh, that's cool. Yeah. You mentioned you listen to podcasts. I'm always even looking for some recommendations. Do you have one or two that you like that oh, might help? Man. Or, or- uh, Entrepreneur on Fire. I've listened to that one a lot. Uh, Brad Leah, Andy Frisella. Oh, um, MFCEO podcast. Yeah, that is I like was my bread and butter. Yeah, I was, I was listening to that before when he first started. Okay. So it was cool to see his evolution as a speaker first people come out into the industry, they're kind of a little bit hesitant in their voice. And I think maybe you've experienced this. No, sure. And then as you start to open up, you start to see, so it's, it's been really cool to see that. And then, uh, Ed Milet, I've been listening to a little bit. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah. Him and Andy Frisella have been, have teamed up. And so they're really like warrior type men. So yeah. I'll have to check that out. You talked about like events that you do. What are these? I mean, what talk a little bit about so it. So like- I have two. One is called the Strength in Your World Experience. And so that's a two-day transformational event. It's meant to not be information. It's meant to go and to experience transformation. We are who we are through our experiences. And so we put them in situations where their mind is cut off because our mind blocks our body from experiencing transformation. And so the mind, like someone came in, they, they said something and I was like, dang it, you know, the problem, like they're self it before they can. Yes. Do I stuff. wish you didn't know the problem. Now it's like 10 times harder to get out. Yeah. And so, uh, information can, 
leave us up in a gel inside our head. It blocks us because we go, oh, I know that. I know that. And I know that. It's like. If we could all go back to being children and yeah. like be as open to the world yeah. and everything as like a, an 18 month old is. Yeah. And it's because that unconscious is growing at such a crazy, crazy level. Mm-hmm. And so um, the event is built to help the mind and body come into alignment so we can help create transformations in our health, our wealth, relationships and everything. And it's awesome, man. I've put a lot of work into it and people love it. Do you do these all over or just here in the Salt Lake so area? Just or? in the Salt Lake area, do you strengthen your world? We recently uh, took the 100K coach's journey out of Utah down into Arizona. And so that's specifically for influencers, personal trainers, and life coaches on what's that journey to create six figures in their business. Do you ever practice meditation or or work with people to kind of do that to let yeah. go of mm-hmm. their issues. Yeah. I do more dynamic meditation. Dynamic meditation is going to start getting really, really popular. And so when we think of meditation, we think of just like sitting there, like relax, playing music. Movement meditation is so much more powerful. What what are those? Yeah, What's I n- dynamic I and movement meditation? Dynamic is movement. And so there's this one we do at Strengthen Your World. It's uh, I call it the yin, yin yang meditation. And so we do different movements to tap into our yin and then go into our yang. And so the yin is, yeah, the yin is very flowy. It's how do I feel? That's why women gravitate towards the yoga. How do I feel? You know, when I first dude, when I first stepped into a yoga class, it was the weirdest experience. Cause I'm like, well, how long do we hold this? Like how many reps do we do? How, like I'm thinking ABC one, two, three, cause that's what we do in the gym, right? You've it's been, so different yeah, from weightlifting, yeah, right? Yeah. Rest this long, do this many reps, do this much weight, push it as hard as you can. And yoga it's like, if you need to take a break, just rest. It's okay. Yeah. Man, and you it, had nice yoga instructors. Cause I've had yoga instructors <laughs> who would call me out cause I couldn't do something. I just sit there and shake my head and they're like, don't shake your head. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, that's what? not. Now that's, I don't want to do that's yoga. That's more of a yang yoga. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, the, it was a dude. So. Yeah, yeah okay. I've never done yoga. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm, I've so, always wanted to. Yeah. And so the most, if you look at, and I've really paid attention to this, if you look at the most popular people or the people like you really resonate with, they have a really powerful yin and a really powerful yang. And I, and I know that's why a lot of people, both men and women, are attracted to Maddie. She has a very powerful yin and then she has a very powerful yang. But to tap into it, we don't tap into it through our mind. We tap into it through our body. And so the best way to get to the mind is through the body. The mind holds us back. And Tony Robbins says this, if I want to impact my mind, the body is where I go to do it. I mean, you're talking one of the most brilliant coaches of our time. Tony Robbins says it. So it's not something I just came up with one day. I just dive into it and add more light to it. Speaking of Maddie. We actually had, you know, had her recently on the podcast. We were talking about Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, some of her Instagram influencing and all that. Does she teach you a lot about Instagram she or how does. does that work out? Are you guys pretty much equal with yeah, all of that? No, she does. You know, I'm the Facebook guy. She's the yeah. Instagram. So a little bit of unity. Right are you, there. Cool. are you pretty active on Instagram? I don't know. If uh, yeah, I am. I, I don't have, uh, you know, I've been diving into it more lately, uh, but Facebook's been the one that's helped me scale my business. Instagram's been for her. Here's the thing though. They're both resources. Sure. It's the same similar strategies, just how to use them is just a little bit different. So she helps me with Instagram. I help her with Facebook, but we still have our go-to things. You guys work well together. Do you keep anything separate or is it like, you know, you know, it gets hard. Like even with Chrissy and I being married, doing the podcast, Mm -hmm. it's still important to kind of have our separate lives. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you guys work a lot together. Yeah, we So we how do, do you balance we, that? Yeah, we do have a lot of separate clients, but we also do have a lot of clients that are together. Uh-huh. And I I love that. And the reason why is because I have, we have the same philosophy. We have the same principles, but within those principles, there's perspective. And she has her feminine perspective, her queen perspective, and I have my king perspective. And I feel like it's important for people to understand both perspectives, you know, and one of the things I tell coaches, you are as only as powerful as you are aware and you are as only potentially harmful as you are blind. And so when we only get one perspective, we're blind on that other perspective. And so for them to understand both perspectives, they have a better vision. And when we have better vision, we move faster and we're able to create faster. So it's, it's perfect. It's ideal. And yeah, and I've had a lot of coaches over the years, male and female, and man, at the same time with the same principles and same philosophy, that's so powerful. 
Well, a lot of people aren't as lucky as, as the two of you are with what you do. Cause I, I've struggled with that through my years of dating and, and whatnot of them not understanding what I do. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you don't take that for granted, right? I mean, no. And, and people, I had always get the question, why are you single? You're like in your thirties, you know, yeah. what's wrong with you? Well, in Utah. Well, but, but, you're in but, Utah. You should have doing, like seven kids by yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. But much. being a coach probably made it tough because they didn't understand what you did. Yeah. And I think that's what first draw me to Maddie is like, Oh, you under, you understand me. And so I did manifest her and I would say, she would say the same thing about me and where we do work perfect together Yeah, in that aspect. Do we fight? Fuck, sure. fuck yeah, we fight. Yeah, that's what want. I was just wondering. The headbutting, Do right? You fight as, oh, as a couple. We like I we can be all be on board, if you right? Never fought. Because yeah. then you'd be like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do that first fight? So me and Maddie, we can be warriors, and when we're in our warrior, it's like we fucking fight. How do you work? How do you work through that? I mean, like, cause we, we do the same thing. I mean, we butt heads like crazy Yeah, because um, we do everything together. We work together. We, you know, hang out together. It's, I can sit here and say, you know, all the perfect things, right? Like do this and do that. I pretend think, she's not here. Pretend she's not here. I, one of the biggest things is when we're in a certain emotional state where our mind's just not thinking, right? It all goes back to my original thing. Like the body stronger than mind. When you're pissed off, your mind is protect mode, fight mode. And so you start saying stuff, you know, in the moment why you're right, like the ego's being fed to you. So like the best thing, and that's the thing that we've struggled with is she wants to take it face on and, and fix it at two o'clock in the morning, you know, <laughs> however long. totally me. Is yeah, it? Yeah. I hate you. you. And I'm like, <laughs> let me go Exactly. Sleep, yeah, right? He's yeah. like, oh my gosh, leave me alone. <laughs> let me go. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, just let it cool off. And as soon as we cool off, we can come back to this new state and we can, you know, and she has her perspective and I have my perspective and, and it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's what is the outcome? You know, what's, what's the outcome that you really want? And we like to place the, this judgment on, was it a good decision or a bad decision? It was a decision. And what's your outcome? Well, it depends on what the outcome that is you want. Like, are you, is someone going to go cheat on your wife? Was that a, was that a wrong, was that the wrong answer? Well, it's, it's not the right one. If you want to create connection and a very fulfilling life, right? That, that was probably the worst decision to make. But if you don't care and about anyone and about yourself, then yeah, that was probably the best decision that you could have made. And so we, we get stuck in the right or wrong decision. It's like, what decision, what's the best that's going to serve us. So we're, we're figuring that out. And I can sit here and say, you know, here's what happens with a lot of coaches. They come in, they see Maddie, like, Oh, I want someone. I would love to have a girl like Maddie. But with that, they, they can't handle that energy. And sometimes it takes them to this deep place because they don't have the masculinity and the power to be in a relationship with someone like Maddie, but also with it, there comes that fighting sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it's difficult. And so, and so when we do fight, I just honor, like, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. who she is because she cares. And if she walked in the room and maybe and this is probably what she feels like when I walk in a room and she probably is like, Travis doesn't even care. He doesn't love me. And the feminine creates these amazing stories. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> and Come so up with scenarios in our head. Yeah. 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 For you sure. create all these dragons. And so, oh, yeah. um, we're figuring that, but we keep getting better and better and just everyone fights different. Like magicians fight different than warriors. Magicians will sit across from the table and say, Oh yeah, I bet you do like that ice cream. Don't you? And like, they'll make these snarky comments about someone and, or to each other and where warriors will just stand up and just battle it out. So everyone fights different. And again, it's not saying it's right or wrong. That's just, it's just how it is. It's how you deal with it. Too, yeah. Really? I mean, cause a lot real. of times I'll yeah. even kind of deal with things like, I'm a very like, well, I'm out of here. That's not the best idea. It's like, okay, just breathe, Chris. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, she can attest to that. Oh, for sure. And I'm just like, he'll be back. (laughs) I'm out of here. I'm moving back home with my mom. (laughs) In two hours when he realized that he doesn't have anywhere to go, he'll come home. (laughs) Yeah, for real. But I love that about you guys. I know we need to probably move on from a couple things. No, 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 you're fine. I mean, you're both very powerful in your own ways. And the fact that you can learn to work together and love that about each other, even though that, that has to be frustrating. I mean, any, any two people who do the same thing, but don't have the same personality, it, it's a tricky situation. And it's not a lot of us learn to appreciate that in the other person. What do you do moments 
because I, I deal with this from time to time, obviously you wake up in the morning, you just don't feel motivated. You don't feel like yourself, mm-hmm. but obviously you got to get out of bed. Right. Mm-hmm. And do you ever feel like you always have to be on, you know, cause you're, you're a life coach and yeah. you're, you're expected to be this positive person all yeah. the time and never be even depressed mm-hmm. or sad. How, what, what do you do in these cases? Yeah, man? no, I, I really appreciate that question. That's a very intelligent question, by the way. Well, thank you. Cause yeah. uh, a lot of coaches do, do go through that. And we do feel sometimes that we have to be perfect. And someone came up to me and they asked me what I do and they're like, oh, so you have everything figured out. And, I'm, <laughs> and that's the thing we don't, you know, <laughs> you know, I would say I figured, I figured out a lot of deep principles. Am I perfect at it? No, but I think when you're operating in you know, and who you are and not, and it all comes back just to the true principles that you, that you came with, but we all have down days. And one of the things though, here was the game changing thing that helped me in my life is when I saw my coach off stage behind the scenes and I saw him make mistakes. And for the first time I thought he's not a God, he's not perfect. Because that's what I thought. I thought I have to be perfect. I have to be high up all the time. And I never want anyone to ever look at me and say, oh, Travis is perfect. He does all the right things. I want people to look at me and say, wow, he fucks up a lot, but he still moves forward. And so it's the whole tenacity, adversity, like moving forward past those. And so that's my message to coaches and to you don't have to be perfect. You just have to own those imperfections and realize that we are all growing and growing sometimes does mean going through some dark times. And so the the thing I would say is how fast do you want to go through this darkness? We're all going to go through the same darkness. Yeah. We always will. Depression, anxiety, feeling like we're not enough, feeling like who am I to tell people on a podcast what to do? We all go through those same things, but it's like how fast do you want to sit in that shit in the mud and feel that way? Because we all go through it. What do you do to recharge when you're fall into that? Like what, where, where do you go to lift yourself back up? Well, like say it's like two in the afternoon, right? And you're just like, I got to pull myself out of this funk, right? Is that kind of what you're, yeah, you're yeah, thinking, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. like me, I know I'll just open a book and be like, I'm just going to disappear for yeah. like three days. I'm out. Or meditate or, or what? You know, I don't know how people operate with it from not going to the gym. Like the gym yeah. is really what's helped me. Um, sometimes just laying down in my office and just letting go, going and taking a nap, just like, you know, and that's something that honestly, to be truthful, that I've, I've struggled with, you know, I feel like I have to put in all these hours and I have to put in all this, this efforts and constantly serve people and be the rock for people in their life. But that's constantly giving and sacrificing. And sometimes the most selfish thing that we can do is looks like the most selfless thing. And so, yeah. yeah. And so sometimes it's selfish for me to do a session with a client when I'm not in a good space myself, but yet that's what we're told what to do. Sacrifice ourselves, give to others. But when the cup is empty, you know, and we're trying to give as much as we want to give, we just can't, we just can't give. And I think that's what I've had to understand probably the most, especially in this last year as we've really leveled up as anything is I have to continuously learn how to replenish who I am on a deeper level. And so I went out and bought a PlayStation 4. There you go. <laughs> and so are hey. you into games at all? No, I'm not, but I mean, and I, I, I like the old Nintendo. So yeah, that, was, that Ninten- was as far as Nintendo I Nintendo 64 was my gaming okay. system and, you know, and everything. And so that was something I really enjoyed. And so, you know, I went out and bought a PS4 and I was like, I need that to fill me up. Do I addict myself to it and drop everything else? No, but it's something that can fill me up. And so I believe it's finding those things and just experiencing life and finding those things to, to fill yourself up so you can continue to fill other people up. What would you do? Like say a family member or a friend, somebody's visiting the area, Salt Lake city, Utah or Valley. Mm-hmm. What's the Travis Brady tour? I think you got to visit Park City. I love. I like to snowboard. Uh, I'm going to go this Friday. Do you snowboard at all? You know I don't. I've been a couple of times. Believe it or not, living here <laughs> in Salt Lake City, I just never got into it. I man. was you like seven years ago. People were like you don't snowboard, you don't ski. And yeah. I was like, I know. Um, I would say yeah. that's probably a big thing. Experiencing Park City. What's your uh, favorite place to go snowboarding? 
Um, I like Brighton. Okay. I love Bear Lake. Have you ever been to Bear Lake? Yeah. I, yeah. I want to say I have. Yeah. 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 The Zion National Park. Okay. There's, there's Beautiful. Lot, yeah. There's mm-hmm. lots of cool places. Um, so to pick one, that's, that's pretty yeah. tough. Yeah. Favorite local eating spots. Do you have one or two favorite local eating spots? You know, we've been eating, me and Maddie have been eating a lot at the Pulp Lifestyle Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's where Maddie met you at too. Yeah. 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 It's good. I thought it was some vegan wussy place at first. And I was like, I'm not going there. But once I got in there, I met the owner. I looked at all food. I was like, man, this is really good. This is really good food. See, and I thought you were vegan. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What about, would you change anything about Utah if you could? I think uh, Utah is, is perfect for, for what it is. You know, people come into Utah sometimes and they say all these bad things. And I think what they're seeing is just going back to the reflection that they see in themselves that they don't like. And so Utah is a pretty cool place. You know, you go, I've been traveling a lot more recently, last few years, as far as coaching and speaking goes. And I come back to Utah and I just, ah, at the mountains. Sure. Like, and I took them for granted probably for the first three decades of my life. Like, yeah, they're just mountains, but you go to Arizona and they're like, yeah, that's our mountain. I was like, dude, that's a hill, bro. <laughs> that's a little, a little hump, yeah, a little hump a little, in the road. <laughs> I, I can see how you'd call that a mountain because you go other places like, no, that is a legitimate hill. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, my hometown in Economwalk had Mount Olympus and there was like a whole resort built on it and everything. And it was just a, a trash heap that they like put grass over. <laughs> made fake snow and it was that was like the skiing resort in really? my town and yeah. every time i go back i'm like oh man big it's pile tiny. of trash yeah. <laughs> well you know it's funny because i asked that question you know what would you change about utah and right what's, away what's some questions you what's some well, answers you get? i'm well, curious and then that's you know it's funny because i'm kind of with you to a degree even though i i do bitch and moan about things like the alcohol laws or mm-hmm. maybe the air quality And true, those are givens, but a lot of times it's like, if you sit here and nitpick too much, then it's like, that takes away the character of you. Well, and every city has its issues. Yeah. And the alcohol thing, I totally get with you, but at the same time, it's, it's a gift and a curse, you know? I mean, we don't like, if you were to raise it, there's just people that don't know how to handle that shit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And I mean, we can get it and it's like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, like learn to live that's with it. Kind right? of what makes Utah yeah. Utah, in my opinion, mm-hmm. really. And that's that's kind of the point. Just gotta of, drink more five wise vodka. That's more, all you gotta do. I just you know, take a they, bottle they everywhere. They didn't pay me to say that. No. Say that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> now, how can listeners connect with you, Travis? And and I and I really can't urge them enough. And I know you have a Facebook group too, right? I don't know if if what's well, actually, what is the Facebook group? Yeah, it's called the Next Generation Coach. So it's a group full of people that either are in the coaching industry, training industry. Or they want to be, but the whole group is, again, the two things is how do I be the best coach? How do I create the most transformation? But also within that, how do I create the most value, make money so I can roll that back into creating a bigger impact in this world? And so those are the two things that we focus on. And um, yeah, it's been an awesome group. I'll put the link for that at IamSaltLake.com with this episode as well. As well, they can find you. Go yeah. ahead on Facebook. Facebook, and- uh, Travis Brady, and then Instagram is Coach Travis Brady. Uh, I've been more active on there and uh, doing- Because of Maddie. Yeah, because of Maddie doing the 30-day challenge, you know, <laughs> making me stretch outside and post. And so, uh, yeah, reach out to me. Uh, Do you have a website? Or- website, CoachTravisBrady.com. Okay. Okay. And so reach out to you, let him know you heard him on I Am Salt Lake. And was there anything else that you wanted to make sure that we talked about before we completely wrap this episode up? Or I, I mean, I think we kind of covered your you life good. and found you out your story. Yeah. You and guys are good. You guys thank are you. nice. He's good. Tangent. I just like to listen to everybody talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. really fun. No, you guys have a really cool trio going on. Like it's a, like you, you two and then the listener and thank the, you. Yeah. This is cool. No, you guys, I can, I could tell you guys are really good at this. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you yeah, very you're, much. You're a good host, dude. Thank you. Yeah. You're one of the better hosts I've had. Yeah. Thank Not you. Not saying that the other ones were bad. It's just like, you can always tell a seasoned veteran and it's just the journey. Like you can tell, like you've been through the journey. Well, thank you. Yeah. So thank I, you. Yeah. Chrissy has a final question she throws out at uh, I do. our people on the show. So I would let, like to know. Oh, go ahead. I'll go. let you finish. <laughs> We're so good at this. Let's let's hear this fight go down. Yeah, right after all of a sudden you give, you give me a compliment. And all no, we're sudden. like, oh crap, I don't know how to handle compliments. If you were to leave our listeners with a motto or piece of life advice, what would you leave them with? I will leave them with what I was uh, saying earlier is you are only as powerful as you are aware and you're as only potentially harmful is you are blind. And so just constantly be looking at what 
what is it that I don't know that I think I know? You know, what the most dangerous information is the information you think you know is true, but is actually false. That's the most dangerous. And so it just goes back to that. Many thanks again to Travis Brady for joining us on this episode of the podcast. You can find out more about Travis Brady and find all the links to connect with him by visiting IamSaltLake.com forward slash 377. Go connect with him and let him know that you heard him on this episode of I Am Salt Lake. Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or right online at krcl.org. Hey, before we get into our weekly recommendations this week, I wanted to mention that friend of the podcast, Chelsea Tolman. I don't know how many of you remember her from episode 353. She is the funeral director, the mortician. Heck of a story. Go check that episode out if you can. Anyway, the book that she was talking about on that episode, she is going to be doing a book signing April 18th. So if you're listening to this before Thursday, make sure to head on over to King's English, which is uh, located at 1511 South, 1500 East, right in Salt Lake City. The book signing starts at seven o'clock and I think it might only be going for like an hour or so, maybe two hours. I don't know, but stop on in there and mention that I am Salt Lake sent you, right? Hey, it is weekly recommendation time where Chrissy and I, we take a few minutes, share something awesome, something that we've been enjoying, something that we enjoy in life. And I'm going to let Chrissy give her weekly recommendation first. I don't know if you guys have heard of social axe throwing, but I got to go visit it this week and throw axes for about two hours with some friends. It was super fun. And I think everybody should go. So if you're in Salt Lake, you should go check it out. It's at 1154 South, 300 West Suite E in Salt Lake City. You know, and I was seeing pictures left and right, like on Instagram of, the, of these people throwing axes. And I'm just like, get out of town. That looks ridiculous. It's like fun, but it's also terrifying, especially if you're a klutz like me. But nobody got hurt. What would you think of it as a first date? I think it would be an amazing first date. Uh, never take an enemy there because it's just too tempting. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, my recommendation for the week is Bar X, and I know a lot of locals, you guys are already familiar with Bar X, but I know there's a lot of listeners of the podcast where you're visiting Salt Lake, or maybe you're just moving here, and you want some recommendations, well, go check out Bar X. It's right on the corner of 200 East and 200 South. That's an amazing corner for for starters anyway, but Bar X, they make great cocktails, make great, they make great cocktails and make great drinks. So stop on in. And it's just a great experience there. I just like being in Bar X. So that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to support our show sponsors, Five Wives Vodka, Market Source Real Estate, HostGator, and KRCL. We'll have links for all of them at our website under the show notes for this episode, which you can find at IamSaltLake.com. And don't forget, sign up for our email list, which you can do at IamSaltLake.com slash email, because we are going to be sending out some very, very awesome newsletters IamSaltLake.com slash email to sign up on that list. And if you want to send us letters, packages, and or candy and cookies to me, you can always send us stuff at P.O. Box 4412, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84110. You all have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city, support local, and we're going to see you on the next episode. And good night, Grammy. Grammy.